This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Bird Show. Look at what Bird Show's success story just walked in. Hey. Hey. Blake is back. We're here, baby. How you doing, man? <laughs> this thing still work? He yeah. just like snuck right in. We all looked up like, what is going on? Like no time had passed. Nothing. Uh, for those that might be brand new virtual listeners, although the ratings say we don't have a whole bunch of those, um, <laughs> tell them who you are and how we got here. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, started as an intern on the show. So intern Blake was born. Um, and then I uh, somehow snuck around and became part-time Blake. And then through a series of unfortunate events, became Bless Your Heart Blake. Um, it was loud enough. Part-time Blake. Uh, yeah, I think every day I'm under the sun. I uh, would eventually become to be a producer on the show. And then uh, after working here for several years, decided I want to pursue a career in television. And everybody here said, jump afraid, go and do it. And here we are. So he goes to Columbus first. Columbus, Georgia. I was down there for two years as a morning anchor. Um, and then now I am in Nashville, Tennessee. So this is such a huge deal. For those of you guys that don't quite understand the media thing, like you can do morning radio in like these small towns for most of your career before you work your way up. And TV and news specifically is the same way. So you get a job in Columbus to get your feet wet. And then normally you spend a couple of years there and you move into a little bit of a bigger market and then you get a little more experience and then you make the jump into a little bit of a bigger uh, um, market, and then you end up in a place like Nashville. This dude is fast-tracked. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and is doing what, weekend news now? Yep, so weekend mornings, and then uh, I also report sometimes during the week as well. So so is it everything that you thought it was going to be? I, I am loving it so much. Like, I've never been more happy. I It just, I, I hate waking up at 2 a.m. Like, that should yeah. be a crime. It um, is. Oh, so today, coming here, was like, oh, I get to sleep in. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the only dude that we have in here that we can't complain about the hours. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Um, no, it, it is it is awesome. I'm really really enjoying it so much. Because I knew you were nervous about moving to Nashville because Columbus was still close enough to family. Yes. And so that move to Nashville was a really big deal for you. It was huge. And, you know, we were just talking about it before we came on the air. My hope was I really wanted to plant in Nashville. I wanted to find friends. I wanted to develop community. And then my birthday was a couple days ago. I look up and like 30 people all chose to ride a party bus with me to a winery. And it just was kind of a moment of reflection where you're thinking like, dang, like I feel so grateful and so lucky. and. It's been awesome. What was your mindset like going through those transitions? Because I feel like you just continue to level up, level up, and find yourself in something new. I feel like you can relate to this too, but there's just uh, an adrenaline you get from it of like maybe you don't know what's going to happen, but the pursuit lies within um, not knowing what's going to happen. So it's like, I'm going to risk it all. And (laughs) I think honestly leaving this show, Jumping Afraid, was like, wow, all right, here we go. We got to really figure this out. Um, And I'm so glad I did. You know, and not only what... Blake and I have been keeping in touch, especially with him, with job opportunities. Not only did Nashville come along, but Austin was hitting them up at the exact same moment. They both wanted them. It was really, really crazy how it kind of all came to be. And so a year later, really happy to be in, in Nashville. Definitely miss Atlanta, be, miss being at home. Uh, like KK mentioned, this is the furthest I've lived from home. So that's been um, challenging within its own right. But um, Nashville's been awesome. But that's crazy. So you were in Columbus for two years. You've been in Nashville a year. So it's been three years since you've been here? I know. That yeah, doesn't seem right? possible. I that know. doesn't seem like it's been that long. Not at all. Uh-uh. It was like yesterday. Yeah. I was like going to get coffee orders. <laughs> and just, yeah, it was great. And you were such a natural on TV. Like the first time you did it down in Columbus, we were like, what? Yeah. It was well, impressive. That was, that's very, that's very kind of you. Um, and then, yeah. And here we are now. And 
I feel like every time I come back to Atlanta, I always want to come by and, and say hello. And, and, and Bert has always said, just sneak in. If you can get in, I have no choice but to let you on the air. So, um. no, Some of your segments have um, gone viral. How many followers do you have on Instagram now? Um, so on Instagram, I just have like, I haven't gained much on Instagram, but TikTok is where I've found the new success yes. and it's been insane. Uh, like 360,000 followers. Hey. On TikTok. I didn't know that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mo, you called me like a couple months ago and I think it's just this weird dichotomy of a, uh, white news anchor singing these really rap songs <laughs> yeah. and they don't know what to do with it. And it's been a lot of fun. So, so Joe and Zone is sing Drake and they're like so impressed by yeah. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he doesn't listen to Katy Perry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, um, so the professional journey has been strong. It's been strong. But right. the personal journey? Not so much. And that is what has led me here today to be with you all um, because I've thought about this for quite some time. And, you know, just to kind of fast track and catch you up to speed. Two years ago, I was in Columbus. I was a morning news anchor. The Braves had just won the World Series. And I had reached a point where I felt so empty, so alone, and no matter what I achieved, um, nothing could fulfill this void that I felt was missing in my life. And as someone who works really hard and like wants to do well, I didn't know what to do with that. And so that set me on a journey of figuring out like for the first time, I'm going to work on Blake instead of working on the professional and the career aspects of all of it. And so um, a couple of a couple of months later, through a series of, of conversations, uh, decided to get to a point to where I was excited and um, uh, to accept and embrace the fact that I'm gay and I wanted to own that. And I wanted to begin this journey of living a life that was open, honest and authentic to me. And so um, I have a list in my phone. It was called One Day and I would write notes to myself and I had a list of people that I wanted to tell and make sure they heard it from me. And um, that was a journey that began two years ago. And so being here on the other side of it, um, it has certainly been a journey. Um, I think there's obviously, you know, owning that and beginning to look within comes with a lot of fear, um, obviously a fear that I could lose my job, a fear that I would lose my friends, a fear that no one would want to hang out or talk to me anymore. Um, a fear that I, you know, I'm a person of faith and that my church wouldn't want anything to do with me. And so, um, that set me on, um, a, a real journey of, of trying to figure out what, what does this look like? And I, you know, my, my friend BT, he has this quote and he says, a hard worker is working towards something. A workaholic is running from something. Mm. And I no doubt mm. just agreed with that quote, um, tremendously. And so, um, that set me on a journey. And I think it was one of those things to where I had all this success in my life, but I had nobody to share it with. And so I just thought, I don't care if I lose it all. I think it's worth the risk of opening my heart and mind up to the idea of love and being able to, um, go on a date. And that was literally why I decided to come out so I could go on a date. And after going on a few dates, I'm like, why the heck did I rush this? <laughs> wait, so, wait, this is your coming out party? Yeah. This is it, baby. Yay! Congratulations. Congrats, you guys, my, my heart. And you brought donuts. We, didn't have, we don't have a gift. I brought donuts because I knew it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so Blake and I have talked about this for a long time. Yeah. A really long time. Um, you're handling it so much better than I am because my heart is beating so loudly right now. <laughs> it's in my ears. Um, and then we walked around the corner and Bert's like, I'm nervous. And I'm like, you're the host. You can't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> this is my story. I'm the one that's supposed to be nervous. Um, and he has, he told me, that, I mean, he called me, um, I can't even remember how long ago it was. And this list that you had when he was telling people that was he was close to that he was gay, He was you were almost doing it in an apologetic type way like I just I feel bad that I haven't been living authentically around you and other people and that's when I said dude you don't need to apologize to anybody for who you are yeah but I'm wondering if others go through the same thing yeah I think there's a part of it too where you know you feel like people that you love and care about are going to look at you differently because there's this part of you and I think too Bert one of the things that we talked about was like I hope there's so many other things you think about Blake when I my name comes up in a room maybe this thing is just later on down the list like I want to be 
seen as someone who's a good friend, who's caring, who knows how to have fun. Um, but this is also an important part of me, and I wanted people that I deeply cared about to hear it directly from me. Um, and that was like my rite of passage to like get on the dating apps. So, um, yeah. Yes. It's part of your identity, but it doesn't define you. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you. And I can't imagine the freedom you must be feeling inside. Like you're just beaming. You've always been <laughs> mm-hmm. a bright, positive force, but there is something about you. I noticed it even when you walked in studio, it was like you were relaxed in yeah. a way and comfortable. You and seem lighter. Yeah. I, 100% I am. I think, you know, Mo was asking me how it was going and it was like, I feel so happy and so grateful. The day that I feared most has arrived and I have suddenly overcome with so much joy and gratitude. And, you know, I was wondering if I was going to cry, but it's like I, I've kind of cried all the tears, I think, leading up to this moment. Um, and I have so many wonderful people in my life who have loved me so well and who have just been there with me every every step of the way. Um, I want to go back for just one second um, because those that haven't had to live like that have had to live in sort of this fear and in hiding. Um, I think those of us that have never don't know what that experience is like. And you and I have talked so much that you were so afraid when you were in Nashville that you were going to get caught on a date and how it was going to affect everything. So kind of play that out for us. Yeah. I mean, it's something that you kind of, that was one reason I wanted to come back here. One, this show means so much to me. In a way, this show proved to me that, you know, you can live a life of, of, of honesty and authenticity. But on the same token, you know, you, it's just like this constant um, thing in the back of your mind that at some point the shoe's going to drop. People are going to find out who you are. No one's going to love you. Um, and, and everyone's going to believe that your life is just this lie. And um, basically, I think when you decide to come out, you own your story. And you're like, you can't harm me with something that I'm proud of. And so um, that oh, is... Oh, I am so proud right? of you. That is, I love that. Man. That's super proud of you. That's where I'm at now. And I think, you know, in a perfect world, things like this won't have to be yeah. um, the norm, right? I think we all would want to live in a world where a coming out party is not necessary. And I think in order for us to get there, we have to increase representation and visibility on every single level of every single industry so that people who live in a small town in middle Georgia or in a big city somewhere know that this is just a part of them. It's not all of them. And um, they're going to be loved the same no matter what. Here is Jordan. Good morning, Jordan. You are part of the Burt Show. Hi. Okay. Hey, how are you? Hey, my name, hey, I'm Jordan. I message Blake all the time, bro. What's up, man? Jordan, hey, I knew bro. your voice sounded familiar. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm kind of sick, so, you know, but, dude, you're still Blake, bro. You're Blake. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you love, who you don't love, bro. You're still Blake. Like, at the end of the day, you're Blake, bro. Like, you're a brother. You're somebody that that just came on here and did what he needed to do and and you're doing great man and then seeing you do what you do in life and then now being able to do it while being who you want to be bro makes me even happier man so i'm so happy for you bro seriously thank you so much seriously, jordan that, that means so a lot happy, yeah. you know that was one of the things it was like i i want to give people a chance to 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 love me for for who i am while on the journey not maybe when i reach this destination that i aspired to get to and so the relief yeah. that you must feel. Oh man, I just I, I just feel so happy. And it's like I think if I could go back and tell Blake two years ago who was like beginning this journey and how dark it was at certain moments in time, like you have no idea how good it's gonna get. Like you have no idea how good it's gonna get. And I say that coming out of like two breakups, like I hate having feelings, like I feel like a, I feel like a middle schooler. I'm like, I'm analyzing Instagram comments, emoji usage. I'm like, this is stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you, dude. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Bert. So happy and happy proud of you. you man. I love y'all. So I think the real question is, Kristen, you trying to dust off the matchmaker? Oh! <laughs> He's the last one you want to go to. No. That's no. What like, no. Have you heard? You don't look for well, I, I, I think I'm redemption. I'm redemption. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> The Burt Show. Herbert, you just sneakily called a family meeting and didn't tell everybody it was a family I meeting. I sure did. You dirty dad, you. I sure did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, uh, if you weren't listening uh, a couple of minutes ago, uh, our former intern phone screener, screener producer, Blake, uh, has been back in studio today. Uh, he is doing news now in Nashville and told everybody publicly that he is now living his authentic self and it's had a lot of impact. 
Good morning, Paula. You are on the Bird Show with special guest Blake. <laughs> so I need to tell Blake, you have no idea the impact you just had. I'm sorry, I'm really emotional. My child came out to me many years ago, but won't anybody else for the exact reasons that he just said. And I just dropped them off to school, and they said, I'm going to be okay. Oh, so, so they've been struggling for years, and we have a supportive family. I mean, they're not the only one in our family. I'm not, so I clearly don't know what they're going through. But that was the first time in probably the five years since they've come out to me. That was important. I don't... I. You impacted so many people in that conversation, and especially the youth, because that's the ones that struggle. So thank you, because they got out of the car today at school and felt like it was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing, Paula. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, we've listened to you for years. We kind of followed you here and there where you went. So they're, the fact that it's somebody that they can relate to, they listen to you like on, you know, on the way to school in the morning. And the fact that it's somebody that they can relate to and it's not, you know, some random person they didn't have any connection with, it made such an impact. And I think you've done that with so many listeners and so many youth listeners today. So thank you. I mean, I'm emotional because it's the first time that I feel like they feel like it's going to be okay. And thank you for calling, yeah, Paula, yeah. and sharing your story. Because I think it's feel? important. Yeah, it's it's huge. I, I appreciate Paula from calling. And, and I would just say it's it's going to be more than okay. It's going to be great. Like, this is just an incredible journey that they're on. And um, I, I don't want to minimize the dark moments because it does get really dark in certain moments. Um, but I think people will be surprised at the amount of people that they have that are willing to wrap their arms around them and say, I love you for who you are. I think if you think back to the beginning of your journey, knowing there are people out there in that mode and hearing them, you hearing them, hearing you say publicly, you can't harm me with something I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. That's got to resonate. Yeah, you can't. And I think so many people try to use it to weaponize other people. And it's really unfortunate that, you know, there was a story that we talked about um, that we covered last week and it happened in a small town of Alabama. And I'll, I'll tell the story really quickly, but it was a, a, a small town mayor. He was a pastor um, and uh, this news outlet found some things about him in his personal life that they chose to publicly air. He begged them not to do it. And um, he ultimately decided to take his life because of it. Um, rest in peace, Mayor Bubba Copeland. Um, but you hear stories like that all the time of that people would rather end their life than be who they are. And I just think that's just a very, very, very scary, dark place to be. And it doesn't have to be. You impacted a lot of people today, my man. Thanks, Bert. Love you. Really, Love you. really proud of you. Love y'all. Super Can we eat these you. donuts now? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Can you believe we're still talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer? Because <laughs> there is a low-budget movie called Barb and Oppenheimer, Bar- Barbenheimer in the works. So it's going to be about a doll scientist who visits the real world and sees how bad it is and then decides to build a nuclear bomb and blow it up. Just, you know, casual <laughs> plot points. <laughs> so it's being created by legend Charles Band, who is known for his low-budget cult movies. And he it's all about Dr. Bambi J. Barbenheimer, a brilliant scientist from Deltopia and again will blow up the real world once she decides how bad it is. Um, he's admitting to the fact that he's pretty much cashing in on you know this cultural phenomenon Duh. of Barbenheimer <laughs> and he's done it before so his last film was actually a film called Corona Zombies which was of course all about the coronavirus turning people into mm. zombies so just classic movie plot points and he's going to be cashing in again. Mm. To talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Uh, You're breaking Tavis news. Is that what we're doing now? That's what we're doing. Is that what we're doing now? Because I don't have a good pivot. Because normally I'm like, I can't ask time to talk about Travis Kelsey. So now I have a stager to bring you the latest breaking news now about my favorite subject, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Because at a press conference, of course, like why would he get asked about football when he could get asked about his girlfriend Taylor Swift? And so he was asked whether or not he was in love with her. He's handling this so well, but in in real actual news, Taylor Swift had the biggest sales week in nearly a decade with her album 1989 Taylor's version. That's because of Travis. <laughs> no, clearly. <laughs> so this is a re-recorded album from nearly a decade ago. It sold 1.7 million copies in the first week, which is the biggest sales week for any album since Adele's 25 that sold 3.5 million in 2015. And this is absolutely crazy because 1.4 million of these copies were traditional albums. 
and people thought that traditional albums were dead, you know, because mm-hmm. streaming services are back. But there are literally like five different versions of this one album. So, of course, the Swifties were going to cash in. Yeah, I mean, vinyl, it's it's a collector's item. So it's it's now something that you collect. I mean, even if you don't like I'm just saying, my dad gave me all his old vinyls, and I've been rocking out to vinyl, or vinyl, not vinyls. Sorry, Tommy. I I corrected myself. (laughs) Gave me all his old vinyl. Um, And now the artists realize, like, these are collector's items, and, like, people might not, probably never even open them and listen to them, but they want to have them. Yeah, well, it's kind of like for the aesthetic. Like, I think people will get, I think it started when she started releasing her albums that sounded kind of like something you would traditionally hear on vinyl, like something that kind of has a throwback feel. But I'm in the same boat. My mom's mom had so many different vintage records. And literally right before I got my vinyl player, um, she had thrown them all out. I'm like, oh, I could have had like throwback Fleetwood Mac, like all the Beatles records. And instead I just have like a Doja Cat vinyl. (laughs) Which was my first record, by the way. Very ironic. I'm assuming you bought the download or bought the album, right? Yes. Well, I mean, I have the streaming platform, so I just listened to it on there. So if you were going to listen to these songs, would you listen? to the originals or would you listen to the ones she recreated? Well, publicly as a Swifty, if you say that you're going to listen to the old albums, you're going to be seen as a traitor. So you have to listen to the new ones because that's how she's making all of her money. Gotcha. Got to listen to the new ones, ladies and gents. But But in reality... I'm listening to the new Taylor's versions. <laughs> no, true story. Like whenever I am on Instagram and I post something with music, I always post Taylor's version. Yes. I do not post the old really? version. A- absolutely. It would be seen as a slap in the face. Totally. Do they sound the exact same? No. Okay. But, <laughs> I, I will say, you know what? I was kind of hating on them when they first came out because it's a little jarring because they sound a little bit different. I think I do like the newer ones better. I was listening to Wildest Dreams. That's because she sent you a card again. That's not even a little bit true. Keep me on that PR list, Taylor Nation. <laughs> As, uh, no, honestly, I do think they sound better because her voice has gotten so stronger and those vault tracks are bangers. So I'm just going to keep it all What's on that one. What's the one about slut? Slut. Oh, it's just called Slut? It's literally just called Slut. Nice. People thought it was going to be a feminist anthem, but it's just this beautiful love song. It's amazing. I'm kind of obsessed (laughs) with it. Okay, Nick Carter is remembering his late brother, Aaron Carter. Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of his death. I think they had a very tumultuous relationship, right? A lot of cutoffs. mm -hmm. It was very complex. I think when somebody passes away, you start having all those guilty feelings, like everything we were fighting about was so trite, and now we can't apologize to each other. So I would imagine it takes a while to process all that. Yeah, and you don't have any closure for it either. Okay, after 35 seasons, The Simpsons are stopping an ongoing bit because, quote, times have changed. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. I have got some mad beef with Abby and Cassie because you all set me up. Fight, 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 <laughs> fight, 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 fight. Put your fists up, girl. You, all, you set me up and it was one of the more embarrassing moments I've had and I did not know how to get myself out of it. And it all has to do with this right here, this book in my hand that everybody calls ACOTAR, which stands for A Court of Thorns and Roses. And Cassie bought this book and had it shipped to my house because she wants me to join the ACOTAR cult, all right? <laughs> mm-hmm. is this the cult of, of ACOTAR. Is this one of those horny books that she reads? Mm-hmm. That's very porn, it essentially. Is. Okay. So, well, I'm, I'm, there's a plot, though, to be clear. So... Give give a quick synopsis of like what this is about. <laughs> I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> Basically, there it's a, it's a romance fantasy, but there is a plot, so it's not an actual smut. But basically, there's a human girl who owns a fairy, a debt, and has to go live in the fairylands, and it's about their <laughs> adventures to save all the fairylands from this evil queen. It sounds dumb yes. when you boil it down, but I actually think it's quite interesting. It's based on a true story. I don't think people know that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's based off Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. So, but you have, so yeah, so now this human is living in fairyland and she's in the spring court. It's Prithian, yes. Christian. Fairyland. And <laughs> um, there's a blight that's taking like fairies' powers and stuff like that. But there's this one fairy because, you know, she did something, has to pay off this debt. So this other fairy, Tamlin, comes in and he's like, yo, Feyre, you got to live with me and pay off your debt, whatever. And so now she's living in this like fairy manner. And is he doing unspeakable things to her? Well, yes. here's the thing. So here's yeah. what had happened. <laughs> was. <laughs> I'm 250 pages deep into this book. Mm-hmm. And it is very, like, it's it's very well written. Author did a wonderful job. Like, it's very interesting. But I remember them talking about, like, 
it gets sensual, right? That's Spicy. That's a really, really small penis to have sex with a... a they're big fairies. A, a they're fairy. Not, no, they're not little fairies. They're like... <laughs> okay. They're yeah, humans. that's what the first thought you had. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. uh, you gotta be really like micro. Tell them yourself if you in this thing. They're like WWE beast fairies. Yeah. They're okay. big old yeah. dudes. Okay. Yes. Right. Like, big dudes. Yes. We, All right. we got it. Okay. So, big. <laughs> big like you've never seen before. <laughs> need a big boy. I need a big <laughs> boy. <laughs> it's cupping seat. Okay, you good? Okay. Yeah. Did you get <laughs> so I had my girls weekend this past weekend and I never have time alone. And especially when I'm on the beach, I love to read. So I take this book with me because I started it back in September. Hadn't got to the fairy porn yet. And I'm like, <laughs> this thing is dragging. So I'll take it with me and we'll see what happens. So there I am on the beach and we finally get to the goods. All right. All right. Fairy porn time. Okay. Mm-hmm. He leaned forward and kissed me lightly. Not forever, he said onto my mouth. And though I knew it was a lie, I put my arms around his neck and kissed him. He pulled me onto his lap, holding me tightly against him as his lips parted mine. I became aware of every pore in my body when his tongue entered my mouth. Though the horror of Rysan's magic still tore at me, I pushed Hamlin onto the bed, straddling him, pinning him, as if it would somehow keep me from leaving, as if it would make time stop entirely. So I'm sitting here on the beach reading this, right? We finally got to the fairy porn. And of course, I'm reading silently, but I guess my face said it all. (laughs) So this 70-year-old woman comes walking up to me. Shut up. I could not even begin to exaggerate. (laughs) She comes up to me. She goes, honey, what are you reading? You look like you're really enjoying it. Yeah, she is. uh, Yes. And so he's like, he's just unsheathed. Like, so obviously this is all I can read on the radio because we get dirty, dirty on the next page. Like things are happening and touching and like, yes, it's happening. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting here with this essing grin on my face on the beach. Like they're doing it. And this 70 year old woman says, I love to read. I'm always looking for something good. So what's it about? Uh, And I'm like, fairies? (laughs) Did she get the name of the book? Yes. I'm like. Boy, well, thanks. Going to be 50 pages in. Have a heart attack. I'm like, it's very fantastical. It's not my usual read, but um, you're like, man, I recommend Can I recommend Brene Brown? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yeah, just your face. You looked really into it. I'm not, and I am dying. Like, I am shrinking into this beach chair. And she's like, yeah, you just that that smile on your face. You just looked like you were really enjoying it. I was like, uh, fairies. Why did it take old boy 250 pages to get up in there? Because they hated each other. You had to get over, like, he basically takes her as his captor, um, even though she owes this debt, and she's like, they have to get over their anger towards each other before they can get to the lust. It's enemies to lovers, which is a slow burn. But also, it is because the book, there is a plot, and there's a story with, like, spice sprinkle thing through, and I think that's the tamest scene out of all of them. So tame. Wait till you get to the end. Okay, yeah, no. And I'm, I'm, I'm very much And the two of you guys, um, I'm talking about Cassie and Abby, are into this genre of music. I mean, <laughs> uh, of books, right? Like, this is not yes. a, a one-offer. It's so good. This is how Abby and I, I think, bonded when I found out that she read the instant connection. Because it, <laughs> it, it is a tight fandom. I mean, it sold like 13 million copies, I think, worldwide. 7 billion views on TikTok. And so it's kind of this, this, but it's expanded beyond this into the whole genre. All right, Ray, I know you want to hear more, don't I you? I do, yep. He hesitated at the sound, pulled back slightly, but I bit his lip in a silent command that had him growling into my mouth. With one long claw, he shredded through silk and lace and my undergarment fell away in pieces. The claw retracted (laughs) and his kiss deepened as his fingers slid. And we're going to stop there. (laughs) (laughs) Name of book again? Uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses, a.k.a. Akatar. For you, and your grandmother, obviously. (laughs) It's a bird show. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So of course... 
we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. Hey, y'all, it's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all, and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and The Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival, Charlotte FC, with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a -a one-of-a-kind Pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the promotional packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there. Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. You're on The Burt Show. Creeper, her boss's husband, cornered her and tried to kiss her. She was so confused about telling the boss, so or on the boss, I should say. So what did she do over the weekend? If you missed that on Friday, Abby, exactly what happened. Oh, this was such a tough situation because, you know, they're at this group event with coworkers and her boss is there and her boss's husband is also there. And she's just minding her own business, hanging out in the corner when all of a sudden homeboy just comes over to her and tries to lay one on her. She's like, hell nah, pushes him away and scurries off. And she's wondering, like, do, who do I tell? Like, if I do tell somebody, you know, is it going to look bad on me if if somebody saw it maybe they saw it and and maybe it looked wrong maybe it looked like I was making a move on him and if I don't say anything about it you know what happens if word gets around to my boss and I didn't get ahead of the story so I think the advice that we gave her on Friday was basically just to kind of lay low and don't say anything about it because if you bring it up you might end up making it a bigger deal than it could have been I hate This kind of injustice that you can't call them out because you're cornered, your husband is cornered, and this creepo just keeps, he gets to do this over and over and over again. Sucks. All right, so the update today, Cass? It turns out that a few people noticed something at the event, but I'm not exactly sure what they noticed. My work friend gave me a heads up that there was a rumor something had happened at the work party and that I was flirting with him. That could be further from the truth, and I have no idea how this rumor started. Yes, I was talking to him, but not in a flirty way at all. It was very much a surface level, small talk talk type of situation. I was only talking to him because he's my boss's husband, and honestly, it would have been rude not to. As the evening went on, everyone, including him, had more alcohol, and I intentionally kept my distance because I could sense a different vibe from him. I told my friend about what happened and how he tried to kiss me, and she genuinely seemed shocked that he would do that. I asked if she thought others might have seen that interaction and that was how the rumors had started. She told me that she hadn't heard about that part of the night, so she didn't think that was where it started. I asked her if she thought I should talk to my boss about what he tried to do. 
she advised me not to. She said that my boss is unlikely to just take my word for it, that it was his fault. She may do some digging and hear the rumors of what others think they saw. Then she may incorrectly assume that I was the one in the wrong and that I was preemptively trying to fix it by making something up. So I don't know what to do other than just keep my mouth shut and hope that this doesn't become a bigger issue. This has got a lot of angles. I'm a little confused. Um, so exactly what should she do here? I think you, you got, should you keep it to yourself. Well, that was the dilemma that we were having in this conversation on Friday. And I do remember us being afraid of this happening, of people having seen it from a distance. And then now you don't know what was really going on. And you might you don't know who to blame when it was clearly his fault. But it just seems like even though it's wrong, and I hate to say that she maybe should keep it to herself because she, she shouldn't have to. But once he tells his side of the story of which is going to completely be a lie, and then now you have, I think your relationship with the boss becomes weird regardless of if you were in the right or the wrong. So maybe if it's just not even worth it to bring it up because she loves her job and the relationship she currently has with her boss so much. Yeah, if I was in her situation, I honestly think I would just put my head in the sand and hope it would blow over. And I hate that that's my response because I don't think on paper it's the right thing. But I think the only thing that's going to happen if you bring it up to the boss is that you're going to just create more tension with each other and... just make things more awkward whereas there's just like a rumor going around if it'd be one thing if the rumor was that oh you two were making out in the corner and you wanted to set the record straight but like if people thought and had the impression that you were flirting you can't change their impression that's just how they thought um it went down so if i'm you i'm just keeping it to myself yeah you're right like on paper that that's that sucks but that's the advice but i would do the same thing and now that one now that one other coworker knows your side of the story, um, I'm hoping that that can get spread to the other coworkers. But now my fear is if that does get back to her, that her husband attempted to kiss you and you've been gossiping about it with other coworkers and didn't come to her. That's another layer of mm. of where this whole thing could get screwed up. Um, people are going to talk. I agree with you, Abby. Either way. Um, depending what state they're in, though, here's the another problem is that if the rumor gets around that they were having sort of this weird, intimate moment and it looks different than what it really was, his job is at risk because at least in the state we're in, you don't even need an excuse to fire somebody. Mm-hmm. So if the boss is feeling heat from this kind of gossip, he can get rid of her husband like that. Oh, you mean the boss can fire her? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's best for her to keep it to herself as much as it sucks. Yeah, especially just because there was nothing. If they had, if he had kissed her and actually laid lips on her, it would have completely changed the trajectory. And I think yeah. then you would have had to clear <sighs> things up a bit. I hate this. I, I hate this, but I think silence is probably best here. Completely agree. The Bird Show. So Kristen had herself a girl's weekend with the lady. She came in here this morning. She's just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't like I used to. I can't hang like I used to. So just like my body, (laughs) my body is so angry at me. Um, So yeah, I had a phenomenal girls weekend this past weekend. This is something we do annually every year at this time. um, Me and three of my besties, um, we all get together and just kind of like just... I'm going to have a hard time forming words because I drink so much this weekend. <laughs> um, we, we get together so we can party and just reconnect because lives are so busy and we all have kids and you just get pulled in a million different directions and we can go months without speaking to each other. But as long as we have these where we can reconnect, everything's good. I know this is supposed to be a crazy weekend with you and the ladies and stuff like that. I'm yes. just really curious, like, how late did you guys stay out? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play girls bingo. <laughs> Was that la- evil laugh because it was late or because it was early? Oh, because it was early. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I put together a bingo card and there's certain, um, and everybody has their own individual bingo card. Like I went online, got you all your own individual bingo cards so you can play. So what had happened, um, I, because I had Friday off, so I flew out Thursday and one of my friends who lives down there was supposed to meet me, but her husband got delayed in surgery because he's a surgeon and she wasn't able to meet me. So I ended up having the whole place to myself Thursday night, right? 
And then Friday morning happens and like, I'm just, I'm there by myself, which was glorious. Um, and then she calls me after she drops her daughter off at school. She's supposed to head my way, but her car won't start. Her battery's no. dead. It was a whole thing. So I spent a majority like of Friday by myself. Um, and then she got there and then the other girls didn't even roll in to like 1030 that night. Which is good for you actually, because at least based on your Instagram, you were really enjoying that solo time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was it was a really, really beautiful balance. So I'd say Friday night, I'm trying to remember what time we went to bed um, <laughs> because they met us up at the, the resort restaurant. We went back to the room, changed clothes, went down to the beach, and then came back up to the room and passed out. So it was probably like 1 o'clock. Friday night. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. bad at all. Yeah, that's real good. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, I thought you were going to say something like 830. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Saturday, I was just, I was wiped. And I think I was in bed by like 1030 on Saturday. Okay. And they stayed up later. All right, so again, I'm not going to tell you which ones yet, but on your bingo cards, you have happy cry, sad cry, <laughs> puke, lose an item, lose a person, get hit on, apologize, injury, and there's also a free space. So go ahead and mark off your free space because everybody gets a free space. Aren't the free spaces usually in the middle? I also of the, need a pen. Aren't the free spaces usually in the middle of the card? Well, yeah, but this did it. This I don't is know the why. First bingo, it's throwing me off. I know it's yeah, but it, it just it did it did. Wait, okay, you can't write with a spoon. I'm I mean, gonna put th- holes in there it. There are pens over there by Bert. That's far. <laughs> Abby literally pulled a plastic spoon out of a cup to try and. I guess poke holes. This way okay. with free space. Well, d- like mine, I can only get it two ways. Okay, here we go. Oh, you caught that pen like a real UF athlete right there. <laughs> Especially this weekend, yeah. All right, so your first square. Sad cry. Sad cry. Everybody mark sad cry. Okay. <laughs> what happened? Okay, so I'm not going to get into the details of it. because my girl. No, I can't. It's their personal lives, and there's some really, really, really heavy stuff going down um, with their relationship and with a child. Okay. So it's just, uh, I mean, this happened before one person even arrived. She called us to give us an update, and she was already crying. And then when another friend showed up, she started crying immediately because of something that happened. So we got our sad cries out the way, literally as soon as they arrived. So this isn't a, a cry that is based on alcohol or anything like no. that or a little thing that seems big. This one's big. These are, this is real life S. Okay. This is real life S. So we got that out of the way. And then because of the stress of one friend, and this was not alcohol induced, um, and because of some other health stuff, she ended up puking a majority of the first night. So if okay. you had a puke, right. right. you already got bingo? Bingo! Wait, what? Oh, yeah. like this yeah. one. It's yeah. only three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad okay. cry, oh. free space, puke. Boom. Good for you. Congrats. Um. So, yeah. So, she ended up telling me the next morning she hardly got any sleep and she puked all night long. This um, was the stress friend with the real cry. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um. And if you have, get hit on. Get hit on. Okay. Get hit on. Oh, please tell me it was you. You need this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One person that hit on us was the server and that doesn't count because he was looking for a tip. So, I did yes. not count that. But You the, said tip, right? Tip, yes. Okay. Okay. Tip. Just the tip. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though they automatically give you, put gratuity on everything down there. Um, so we that night we went out to the beach, right? So it was me and two of the other girls. We go out to the beach and we're all standing out there and we're, we're by ourselves. And out of nowhere, a man appears holding a bottle of rum. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jack, Jack Sparrow. Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> he was, and then we're like, so we're talking to him and um, he is an aspiring musician. He is 20. 24, and we're like, oh, yes, yes. we could be your moms. But so. You didn't say that, did you? Uh, probably. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, nobody's trying. We're all taken. Nobody's trying to hit up on me. Ruined it for that man. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we hung out with him, and he was letting everybody. Oh, so second. This is our second bingo. Okay. Abby got the first one. Amber's got the second one. I still won. <laughs> Do I win something, by the way? Yeah. Glad you could win based off other people's pain. That's <laughs> what I normally do. Story, story. Yeah. So, um, but then, so I, I did not drink from random man's rum jug, Good but idea. my that was, that the other two smart. friends did. Um, but, but then we just like we left him in the dust and went back into the hotel room. Like there was nothing. Okay, so all three got hit on is what you're saying. Yes. There was plenty of rum for everybody. There was plenty <laughs> okay. of rum okay. for everybody. Um, and then as far as there was an apology. So if you have an apology, yeah. you can mark that off. Okay. Ooh, uh, there's bingo. my bingo. Yay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Too late. Um, and, the- <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of those typical where you're hanging out at the pool 
and everybody is um, just talking about stuff. And we're all like apologizing for not being in contact as much. And it was just one of those like overarching overall okay. apologies to everybody. Like, I need to be a better friend. I need to be more better contact. <laughs> and right. I'm sorry that I'm not. Just, you know, life is so busy, but we're here. We need to make the most of our time together. <laughs> and all like you guys. Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> and all you guys know that as soon as you get back home, nothing is going to change. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, we lost a person, but only for. For a short period of time, okay. yes, yeah, double bingo, right? Because <laughs> I was bingo. on the, I, I was on the balcony, so I left and I came bingo. upstairs and I was in the corner of the balcony, um, reading my fairy porn and <laughs> leftover pizza, um, and they came into the room and they couldn't see me over tucked in the corner in a chair, and so they thought I had like disappeared, but uh, my stuff was there. Okay, so Brittany was freaking the f out because my purse and like my stuff is there, but I'm nowhere to be found, and I'm like I'm literally sitting on the patio. She was losing her mind. So they thought 24-year-old with the roofied rum got you. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> uh, Najee was his name. Najee? <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Bingo. <laughs> and then um, lose an item. Yeah, that also happened as well. Oh, triple bingo. bingo. Double bingo. <laughs> uh, we have wristbands that you have to wear at the resort. And of course, um, one of us lost ours out the, out the gate. Also sounds it. like some integrity. Yes. Might have been lost. <laughs> yes. So the only two things that we did not get were happy crying injury. Other than okay. that, we All got right. everything else. Oh. I'm a little surprised the happy cry didn't happen. Yeah, no, there's too much sadness. <laughs> <laughs> the Bird Show. So Gladys here has found some sketchy text messages with his coworker and is wondering what to do about it. Hey, Gladys. Hi. How Good are morning. You? How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my case. <laughs> your case, okay. We are here to take your case. Um, so give us a little bit history on the relationship and then tell us about these sketchy text messages. Okay, so um, I um, met this person through, Taran, uh, online dating uh, when I moved from Florida to Tennessee and we started a, a very nice relationship with him. Four months into the relationship, um, he I got a, gra- a hold on his phone, um, like a, a good Latina. <laughs> I got through his messages, <laughs> and uh, because I I noticed that he was a lot on his phone, so it was n- no normal on him. So I got through his text messages, and he had some back and forth with his coworker. And even during days that they were not working days, they will send selfies or pictures of their, you know, their pets and how are you doing, what what's going on and blah, blah, blah. So the messages were a little um, flirtatious, right? So when I, I had to, I, I couldn't resist and I confronted him. Um, telling him that I noticed a lot of her text messages back and forth. And he says it was nothing, just a coworker. Um, the Kaylee, it was like just a friend, a coworker, that's it. So he says there's nothing, you have nothing to worry. But now he's back again uh, months later and the same modus operandi. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm in doubt. I don't know if he is this, is the same coworker or is a new person. So I would like to test if there is something else going on with someone. I see. Um, besides me. Well, first of all, I love your attitude. Uh, secondly, Gladys, before we get to the case here, you know I have a superpower, and that superpower is oh. be able to listen to somebody's accent and within 30 seconds tell you exactly where you're from, right? Really? Okay. Yeah, so, you're, so you're from Cuba. <laughs> no. no. Um, Venezuela. No. Um, I'm from one country in Central America. Uh, Honduras. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Sometimes don't, say, don't be, don't act like that. That's impressive. Sometimes my headphones. <laughs> Sometimes my headphones get a little fuzzy, but I usually yeah. get it in the first twelve yeah. tries. Yeah, no, no. Um, okay, so what is your gut telling you about this guy? Because I do not. Your gut does not lie. I know, I know, I know, and that's why I went through his phone, and believe me, the text messages were already getting spicer by the day so that's why I'm like I need to 
looked for a way to confront him, and I was able to, and he mm -hmm. admitted. But then he's like, do you have nothing to worry? We both are alone in this city. We both, he's from another state, I'm from another state, and I don't know if he's just looking for companionship. But or, he has you know. companionship in you. Well, yeah, I know, but you know, guys. No, no, no. Don't, make, don't make that excuse. Do not, uh -uh. do not excuse his behavior. So let me ask you guys a question. Maybe this is old school, but is it commonplace to look through your significant other or the person that you're dating's phone if there are no, there are no signs at all that you don't distrust them? Is it just something to do when the phone's around, or do you? Or is it a sign that something in your gut is telling you something's not right? In my case, I saw the way he were at the beginning. He, When I was around, he was not on his phone. All his attention was of the things that we were doing and the time that we were sharing together. You know, it was, it was okay. But then I noticed when he was on top of his phone... And I know it's uh, honestly it's not correct to go through. I don't think it's correct because at the end it's not about them. It's about yourself. Um, about yourself is. I mean, I became obsessed to look through his text messages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Because he gave you a yes. reason, right? While, while, yes, exactly. While I've never been a fan of it because I personally believe that the moment you start feeling like you need to go through your significant other's phone, you want the first step of the relationship being over anyway. Um, every girlfriend I've ever had has gone through my phone at one point or another, whether they thought something was in there or not, just to, I guess, confirm what they were feeling. I went through Bart's. You did in the toward, in the beginning. Did you know? Did you have any feeling at all? No, None. just yeah. curiosity. Uh huh. Because I am psychotic. Okay. At that time, I have I have a lot of baggage. I carry it a lot better, you know, a lot better now than I did then. I was not carrying it well because every guy I had ever been at cheated on me. So yeah. it was just it, like I. It's just something I did. Sure. Abby, final uh, advice. <sighs> I. I don't think it's ever a good idea to go through. I think if you're feeling this way, you know something's up. Just mm -hmm. save yourself the trouble. Just dump them. Gladys, I feel the same way. Like, your gut does not lie. Our head lies all the time, but your gut does not lie. <laughs> if your gut is telling you something's up, something's probably up. Yeah, I know. And that's why I stopped at some point. I said to myself, I, like, you cannot go... You cannot do this to yourself anymore. So I stopped going through his phone. and But he's, you know, back again. And I was just to make sure because I honestly don't want to be wasting my time. Sure. Uh, right now is my most, uh, my commodity. My yeah. most precious commodity mm -hmm. is time. So I don't want to waste it with the wrong person. And you guys are going to have be really creative with the text, the email that you send because he sometimes don't, he, he just delete them. So I don't know, put something like that he feel, you know, compelled to open the email. Okay, let, us, let me put you on hold and we'll, we'll try to devise a, um, some kind of plan to do a War of the Roses type thing with him. But you say he doesn't check his email. We'll come up with something and maybe we can get you concrete proof, okay? Awesome. All Thank right, Gladys, you. have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's a Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.